It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Hey, Dog Pound, Browns backers, Browns fans, and hello to Bears fans and just football fans. This is the Oracle Speaks. I am the Village Elliot. I am your tour guide to the past, present, and future of the Cleveland Browns, and in this case, the Chicago Bears, the Browns of opponent on Sunday, that's tomorrow in my time as I'm recording, I want to tell you about what I think is going to happen tomorrow, and uh, despite the title of this program, I do not claim to have magical powers or mystical insights, but I do use the tools of mathematics and statistics to gain insight into what might happen, I'd like to share that with you now. Uh, let's talk about, first of all, the impact that defensive players can have upon a team. I think that the, the Chicago Bears might actually be bad news for the Cleveland Browns and the NFL in general, despite the fact that they were playing really poorly at the beginning of the season. They seem to have turned the corner and are playing well now. They have uh, they've won three out of the past four games. And why is that? Well, I would point to the acquisition of Montez Sweat from the Washington team at the trade deadline. That seems to have been a very good move uh, made by their new GM. Uh, that would be uh, Ryan. Uh, let's see, let me get it straight. They had two GMs. One is Ryan Pace. And the other one is Ryan Poles. Ryan Poles is the new guy. They both have kind of the same name. But I think he's been a really smart general manager so far. 
Uh, Ryan Pace made a lot of dumb trades where he traded away draft picks in order to get, you know, these Superman players that never really panned out, never really turned the team around, and he just really depleted the Chicago Bears of draft capital as well as cap room space, and they never could really uh, reach their potential, and they always blamed it on the quarterback, and so it was either going to be Mitch Trubisky's fault or it was Nick Foles' fault, but they didn't have an offensive line. They didn't have enough talent at wide receiver, and they never really went any place. And that's been their story, and that's still kind of the way that the tale is being written where they have Justin Fields, who I think is a very good quarterback. They don't have a lot of talent around them, and they're sitting there with the first-round draft pick that they got from the Carolina Panthers, and there's a Oh, man, we'd like to have a new quarterback. There's all these rookies that we think are just going to be so fantastic when they're drafted, and they're going to be sensational. Uh, it's just going to be so great to have a new quarterback. Why don't we get rid of Fields? He's no good. Even though you know, he's one of the best two-way threats in the NFL, and he can throw for 300 yards, that's been proven. Even though he's been running for his life the whole time, He's just not had a good, I'm sorry to say, the Chicago Bears are not a good offensive football team. I think they're a team with a good quarterback. They have uh, some talent at wide receiver and running back, but they're not a good, deep football team. And uh, Justin Fields has been trying to do it really without enough help around him. And uh, I think he's a really good quarterback. Anyway, I'm getting off track. What I really wanted to talk about was the defense and how important is the defense, how important is a defensive player to the football team, how important is the acquisition of, um, of uh, Sweat, to the Montez Sweat, how important was he to the 2023 Chicago Bears defense? And I think it could be rather significant and I think that I'm willing to believe that the Bears have become a much better than average defensive team in the second half of the season and therefore they do pose a significant threat to the Cleveland Browns and once again I'm looking for a and I say this every week I'm looking for a defensive struggle but this time I think that uh, it may come as a bit of a surprise how good the Chicago Bears actually are. All right, so let's talk about what the difference is between a good defense and a bad defense. And I think about football in numerical terms. Uh, what is a good defense? Well, an example of a good defense or a great defense would be the 1985 Chicago Bears, something like that, where they gave up about 12 points per game. 12 points per game. Then, uh, you know, at the same time, in the same year, the, the San Diego Chargers uh, were a team that was able to uh, score 467 points. And so, the, you know, there's a difference in, uh, you know, differential between... Uh, a team that has a really bad defense that gives up like 400 points a season 
and a team like the Chicago Bears that's giving up uh, right around 200 points per, per season, 12 points per game. So let's say 30 points per game versus 12 points uh, in, in one season is like 18. Now the, the, the fact of the matter is is that the Chicago Bears did not play Pro Bowl type players all the time. Sometimes they had to play backups due to injuries or whatnot. So they were not universally excellent. And similarly, on a bad team, I think the example of a bad team would be the 1981 Baltimore Colts, who gave up 533 points. Uh, that was 33 points per game. That was the worst uh, in NFL history. And even them, even then, the the 81 Colts were not universally bad. They did have talent on that team. They just gave up a lot of points because they had enough bad players that they, they weighed them down. But I would say, okay, in this case, that was a 20-point differential. Uh, if they had only bad players on defense, let's say, let's add just a few more to make the math simple. Roughly a 22-point differential is not unreasonable between just good players and just bad players, or about... Uh, two points per player, so 11 players on defense times two, 22-point differential. So I think we can use that as an average between what the difference is between playing a good player at a position versus a bad player at a position. Now, some uh, positions are worth more than others. We know, for example, and the NFL believes that defensive ends and cornerbacks get paid more than the other positions because they're worth more to the team. Um, that's what the NFL believes, and I think that it's correct. The pass rushing uh, defensive end is the most valuable player on defense, and so their point value is worth something like three, maybe four points. And then a premier pass rusher like Miles Garrett or T.J. Watt might be worth as much as five or six points per game to the defense. That means that they're probably worth as much as a quarterback. I think there's there's no question in my mind that Miles Garrett is worth that much to the Cleveland Browns. That without Miles Garrett, the other team is going to score about a touchdown more than they would when Miles Garrett is on the field and at his peak efficiency. There's that much difference. And if you have to play, uh, especially if you have to play somebody that's below average. Now in the Browns case, they have had players that were actually pretty good, that were capable of starting on other teams. They've um, lost uh, Obo Okoronkwo for the season apparently. And that's going to make a big difference. Now when they substitute for Miles Garrett, the drop-off is going to be much greater than it has been. So we'll have to see how that works out. But in any case, the point is that these defensive players are impact players. Uh, traditionally, the, the, the odds-making community has downplayed the significance 
of injuries to defensive players saying, ah, they don't really matter that much. It won't show up in the point spread if, <clears throat> if doesn't so gets injured and so on. But I think, no, it's not really like that. If you look at the typical team, there's some good players that hold the score down and some bad players that boost the score up and then they sort of average out and create a team that, uh, you know, comes in at, let's say, 20 points per game given up on the average or something like that. But the good players are tending to keep the score down around 12 or so, and the bad players are tending to make the score kind of around 30, and they sort of even each other out. But if you look at the point value of an individual player, it, it does make a difference. There's something like two points, three points, four points uh, for an individual player one way or the other. Um, that brings me to a side topic, is that it's I'd like to see an organization like Pro Football Focus try to estimate what the point value of each player is. Right now they have a grading system which is based on how well they think that players have carried out their assignments and they say oh this is not saying how good the player is or how effective they are it's just how well they carried out their assignment whatever that means. So what are we supposed to do with that information carrying out assignments? It's not really clear to me what would be more helpful, more useful. I think what we'd really like to know is how much does each player actually influence the final score? I think that would be a much cooler thing to try to assess. It might be more difficult. It might be more embarrassing if they get it wrong. But nevertheless, I think that would be really how you should evaluate players, is what do they actually contribute to the team, and can you quantify that in terms of, of, of uh, odds-making or handicapping the game? All right, so that brings us back to the Montez sweat trade that Ryan Poles pulled off at the trade deadline. Before we talk about Montez, let's take a break for uh, commercials. We're very grateful for the fan support we've been getting, but on the other hand, we wouldn't be able to make these shows without our sponsors, so let's take a few seconds for, uh, for a break. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. 
Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. And we're back. So I hope that you buy all the products that were advertised, new cars and whatever else it is that we're selling. It's all good. And... Um, and let's talk about uh, Montez Sweat. And I mentioned that the Chicago Bears had a heritage of really bad trades. Uh, they uh, kept on trading draft picks for quarterbacks, and they also made a really big trade for uh, superstar Khalil Mack, and Khalil Mack is still a superstar defensive lineman. But on the other hand, they couldn't afford to give up the draft picks. They couldn't afford to give up the cap room in order to sign him and still build a team around him. They just didn't have, he wasn't a one-man team. He was very, very good, but he couldn't be a one-man team and do it all himself. And the Chicago Bears just were not able to build because they had so much invested in one player. They did the same thing with Mitch Trubisky. They moved up for him traded away draft picks in order to move up for Justin Fields. Uh, in between, they also made a massive signing for Nick Foles just because they wanted to have somebody to compete with Mitch Trubisky, and then they decided they didn't like that either. And so they just wasted a lot of money on uh, quarterbacks, wasted lots of draft picks, and so they finally decided that uh, they would show Ryan Pace the door, and they brought in a new guy, Ryan Poles. And I think he's really got the team in the right direction. He did the right thing, I, I believe, by trading away their first-round draft pick last season, and they wound up with Carolina's first-round draft pick this season, which looks like it's probably going to be the first overall pick. Fans want to have another new quarterback though I think they've got really a star quarterback in Justin Fields and it would be foolish to give up on him at this point. But we'll see what they do. Who knows? Uh, I think it's an important decision. Hopefully they don't mess it up. If the Chicago Bears don't want Justin Fields, I'll take him. If we can sign him at a backup quarterback, it would be awesome. I think he's a tremendous quarterback. Anyway, uh Last season, one of the bad things that they did was that um, they made a uh, trade for the uh, kid from Pittsburgh, Chase Claypool, who was a talented wide receiver. He's big and could run real fast. Didn't catch the ball, and there are rumors that he had some personal issues that prevented him from achieving his Pittsburgh, uh, his potential in Pittsburgh. So anyway, they traded a second-round draft pick for Claypool, even though he had only a year and a half remaining on his contract, and that was dumb. You can't trade away a second-round draft pick with four years of, of um, obligation to the team for a guy that has a year and a half, and 
isn't really playing well anyhow. And if they'd have done their homework, they'd have found out that Claypool was rumored, let's say, to have off-the-field problems. So anyway, bad trade. They traded Claypool this season uh, for a, what, a uh, six-round draft pick in 2025, I think. So, ooh, they really took a hit in that deal. That was just a dumb trade. But um, on the other hand, I think they did get it right by trading away their number one draft pick and getting two number ones back, including first overall. What the heck? Not a bad deal. So uh, this year, however, they decided that they would trade, once again, a number two draft pick, and they wound up with Montez Sweat, who is a premier pass rusher. And since they made that deal, there's been a noticeable improvement in the Chicago defense. And they've been playing like a much better unit. They've won. Uh, Montez Sweat has been uh, available playing for five games, and they've gone three and two in that span. And remember that they were... Um, they had only won two games up to that point, and so now they're five and eight. And yet, you know, they're playing at a somewhat above 500 levels since he's been in the lineup, and he's really solidified the defensive line and made an impact. And I would say that it's very credible that a single defensive end can make a significant impact on the ability of the defense to hold down opposing offenses. Um, so uh, Montez Sweat has got three and a half sacks and has been pressuring other opposing quarterbacks on uh, many of the past plays. And, and the rest of the team has really... Um, been brought up to a higher level behind him. There's been a really good article that um, described that by Phil Rogers in Forbes.com. Forbes, of course, is a financial magazine, but they also have articles about the NFL. <clears throat> and they're just really um, playing well. I think it is a, a real effect. Uh, one possible mitigating factor is that on the other side of the defensive line they lost Yannick Nagakawe who you will remember Browns fans as a former Baltimore Raven and he is out now um, although if you believe pro football focus Nagakawe was not having a very good season overall though the statistics say that he was leading the Bears in sacks uh, when he went down. So that, take that for what it's worth. Uh, he's a solid veteran, and uh, he's going to be replaced um, by uh, a much lower-rated backup player. Uh, they, Pro Football Focus had described their front four as being composed of three defensive ends and one defensive tackle. And now they're saying that uh, with uh, 
Nagakawe out, they're going to move DeMarcus Walker out to his natural defensive end position, and Justin Jones will be the new defensive tackle, and he is not highly rated, according to Pro Football Focus. So the uh, Browns need to stay away from sweat, and maybe they can do that now with Nagakawe not in the lineup. Uh, run left uh, behind uh, Garan Christian and Joel Batonio and see what happens. On the other hand, at cornerback, they have another guy playing at a superstar level, and that would be Jalen Johnson, the cornerback, and he's something like a top three player, and uh, his job will be to go up against Amari Cooper. Maybe then the the uh, really key matchups are going to be Cedric Tillman against Tyreek Stevenson, who is not as highly rated over on the other side at cornerback. And then Njoku is going up against linebackers uh, T.J. Edwards and Tremaine Edmonds. And uh, he may get some safety help from Jaquan Brisker and Eddie Jackson. But th those players are not at the same level as Njoku. So they may wind up double-teaming Njoku and letting Jalen Johnson go one-on-one -on -one with Cooper. Um, so, yeah, I think that's a good matchup. I think those are good matchups. I think that the Bears are going to be tough. I think that they're going to be... Um, sound on defense for, like they haven't been for years. They were an atrocious defensive team last year, frankly, and they've been improving. And the, the key seems to have been the acquisition of Montez Sweat at the trade deadline. It seems like that has been a good deal, despite having made a bad deal last season uh, with Chase Claypool. They went back and got some defense. What an idea, what a concept. Um, the the uh, Bears also found out that at wide receiver, DJ Moore, their star wide receiver, was listed as questionable, but he had uh, full practice, so he's going to be available. Uh, Tyler Scott on the other side is not nearly the same quality, uh, so he'll be covered by probably Greg Musum. And you may get some help there from uh, Cameron Mitchell. I think the Browns match up well on defense uh, as well. And one comment that I would have about the Bears on offense is that the Cleveland Browns with uh, Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa were built really, I think, to stop the Baltimore Ravens and Lamar Jackson. So I think they need to whip out their Baltimore Ravens defense and use that against Justin Fields. And I think they'll be very well equipped to go up against Chicago. Um, so I, I, you know, I tend to, I've been, <laughs> I've been messing up lately. I keep on saying it's going to be a low-scoring game and the defenses are going to star. And then um, what's been happening is that the Browns have gotten really good performances. Uh, at the quarterback position from Joe Flacco, and they've uh, 
run the belt run the ball well enough with Jerome Ford and Kareem Hunt that they've been able to score points. And on the other hand, uh, they've also given up some points on offense as well with turnovers. So the games have been relatively high scoring. So I hopefully they can keep the turnovers to a minimum and prevent uh, the Bears from accomplishing defensive scores. But um, it looks like both teams are well equipped to play defense and so what I've been saying the past two weeks I've been wrong uh, in predicting the character of the game both times but I still feel nevertheless that this Bears team is going to come to play defense and they'll play well and I also believe that the Browns defense matches up very well uh, in order to stop Justin Fields so we'll see how it goes can't wait for the game. Um, I wrote an article about the ghosts of Jim Brown and Gail Sayers. I expect them to be in attendance. It's a, a team, both teams have a long legacy of incredible running backs. Those are the two biggest stars uh, in our time and certainly in my lifetime. I'm old enough to remember both Jim Brown and Gail Sayers and I in particular, I remember the one game that Gail Sayers played in Cleveland Stadium. That was a big deal. It was the last 100-yard game of Gail Sayers' career. That happened back in 1969. So, um, looking forward to resuming that rivalry. Take care now. Uh, hopefully, we'll we'll chat again after the game. And go Browns. <laughs>